Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to us. The Morning After podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews with Q104. Can't thank you enough for listening. And for those of you who do listen regularly, we appreciate you because, hey, we've taken some well-deserved vacation time. Yeah. So this is... uh, Usually we do a show every week, but like it was three weeks ago, I was out, so we didn't do one. Last week you were out, we didn't do one. And I know there are people now, and I'm so blown away by this, who are like mad at us when we don't post a new podcast episode. I'm like, it's just our little podcast, ain't no big thing. Thanks for listening. But we appreciate that you like it. That's that that really does. It's it's flattering. It really is. And we just when we say like thank you for listening or thank you for subscribing or or rating us five stars. We genuinely mean thank you because we're genuinely shocked that you do that. And that's that's very awesome. And that means a lot to us. And we have a lot to say today. Um, we did, You know, we didn't get into this too much on the air today because it is a heavier topic. And we like to save some of our juicier, heavier topics for the podcast. Just special for you. But um, one of the big stories today is Simone Biles has quit the gymnastics team at the Olympics over... Mental health issues. I think we should go ahead and play what we, we did play this on the air this morning where she speaks about what exactly is going on. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before. And I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back went a little bit better. But then once I came out here, I was like, no, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. Physically, I feel good. I'm in shape. Emotionally, that kind of varies on the time and the moment. Coming here to the Olympics and being the head star of the Olympics is not an easy feat. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time and we'll see. I say put mental health first. It's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are. The one part I watched your face crunch up as mine did when she said it. I did not enjoy the part where she was basically calling herself like the best. I'm, you know, being a five-star competitor, gold star competitor, whatever the words she used. When you're the best, there's a lot of extra, you know, pressure on your shoulders. And hey, and by the way, everything she said is absolutely correct. Totally. But at the same time, it is it's it's interesting to me and this is where I want to be real careful here because I think we all have opinions and some of our opinions are going to differ from everybody else. And these are just my honest thoughts because the first and foremost, I hope she is completely healthy physically, mentally. And if she needed with, to to withdraw because of her mental health and she couldn't take the pressure, then she absolutely made the right move and, and we wish her all the best. But I don't know if you saw the story. I mean, she literally stitched into her gymnastics outfit, had a like... Uh, uh, what are the, the little uh, shiny se- things? The oh, sequins? Sequins. She had a goat outline, like signifying that I am the goat. I am the greatest of all time. So to hear her say, you know, that's a lot of pressure being the best, but you literally have a goat insignia on your gymnastics outfit. You know, that's that's where I'm kind of like, well, then why would you add the pressure to yourself by putting something like that on your outfit? So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, so here's this girl. She's obviously been doing gymnastics since she was probably two, right. you know, <laughs> and really it is her life. She is at the highest level of competition with it. Look, the whole world's telling you you're great. You know you're great. You are great. She is the GOAT. Quite frankly, you know, she is. I mean, statistically, more medals than anybody else, more successful in the Olympics than anybody else. That That's a statistic. That's a fact. Now, that said, I know that there has to be an immense amount of personal pressure that you put on yourself to keep up. Because at this point, mentally, you think to yourself, like, people expect something from me. People expect me to be the best. That's what I've been told. I'm the best. I know, like, I've reached this level There is an expectation. Mm -hmm. I think where the mental health issue comes in is it's that personal pressure she's putting on herself. Because quite frankly, I can only speak for myself as a spectator. By no means am I expecting gold medals for the U.S. team, expecting gold medals from Simone Biles. I would think that that would be the likely outcome. But to expect is a different word. It isn't going to mess up my life if we bring home the silver or the bronze or no medal at all. Now, for her, this is her career. This is her life. This is what she does. She doesn't get the gold. Dang it. Like, what in the world does that do to her even further mentally? Again, this is a personal, it's her personal mental breakdown or or a series of thoughts, I should say. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I don't have pressure on her. I think she'll probably get the gold because she's freaking awesome. Right. But if she, again, if she doesn't get the gold to me, I'm going to go about my life. For her, that could be, I don't know what that would do to her mentally. I understand. I, I, I see what you're saying. My, uh, here, here's where I guess I, I, my train of thought is right now, and, and it's, it's going to go to social media. Man, yeah, 
when this story broke on Tuesday, it was just an all-around ugly day on social media. And it's just, this is just what's what's happened to the world. But everybody had an opinion. And of course, it became a conservatives versus liberals, Republicans versus Democrats, because that's just how it is right now. Everybody, like people on the conservative side, I feel like had to take they 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 felt like they had to take the view of well, well, she's a quitter and she's a oh she's weak and she's setting a bad example for the kids because she didn't compete because she was and they would mock her and say because she was scared mm. and that's just not the right thing to say in that situation and anybody who who said that I you know that that's just that it's, it's a shame that that you said that but, but there's but, but again the, the level of fear there she. Probably because again, this immense pressure she's put on herself. She probably did does have a fear that maybe she just couldn't compete at that level. You know, you know when you're at your best self. You know, you come into work mm-hmm. to do a radio show. Like you, you kind of know when I'm probably gonna be a little off today. You know what I mean? And when you're talking about doing these incredible stunts, whatever you want to call them, skills that that she's mm-hmm. performing on the mat or the equipment or whatever. Dang, you have to be so confident and and in a good headspace, I would imagine, to be able to pull off some of those incredibly challenging and dangerous stunts. And if she didn't feel like mentally like she was at her peak with that, I I don't think that's being scared. I think that's being realistic with yourself. Yeah, and it was it was a it was a bold and some people call her a quitter for it. Some people call her brave for it. I I you know, I hope she was honest with herself and and if that was what was best for her, Go for it, but it never get, occurred get, to me to call her a, a quitter, though. Yeah, I, I know, but then, but then, go now. If you're calling her a quitter, you know, I, I do take issue with that. But then, on, there's the other side of it too, where people are like, "Oh, well, she, you know, she's 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 making the best decision, and she and she's brave, and and forget anybody who doesn't." And, and if you if you think anything else besides, "Oh, I hope she's okay," oh, you're an a hole, is what I saw on social media. Well, no, no, you're not, and here's why. Just my opinion. A lot of us were raised to to stick with something, to stick something through, to see something through. A lot of us were just raised that way. And that's that can be a toxic way to think at some point, but that but there's also times in life where that could could really help you overcome some challenges. You know, there there can be an argument made that what if she had stuck with it, nailed her next vault or her next floor exercise or whatever she was doing, and she nailed it. Would that maybe have have helped her calm down and and that's a and, fair point and and been better? We don't and we don't know the answer to that question. But it's that's such a, a fair point because you know when you when you um, think you can't do something and then you do it, there is that level of like of confidence and um, yeah. oh my gosh, okay, okay, I can do this, when, and then it makes you want to go higher. When you overcome a challenge, it does. I think I think that can be one of the greatest things uh, for your mental health. It's just, and I, I'm really. I'm bummed I checked social media yesterday, but this is just kind of what's in my head. But to see all these people from these two different sides just attack each other. Oh, she's a, a quitter. No, she's not. And you're an a Well, no, there's... I wish, not only with Simone, but with everything, we could... We I feel like we really need to start seeing the other person's side. I, I would have liked to see her continue. I would have personally, I would have liked to have seen her continue. But if she says, my mental health isn't there, I, I can't do this. Hey, no problem. And at the and I hate how upset we're all pretending to be about this. And I say pretending because it is at the end of the guys, this is gymnastics. It's, one, one thing she said, this is a quote from Simone. She says, I am not in the right headspace. I am not going to lose a medal for this country and these girls because they've worked way too hard to have me go out there and lose a medal as far as the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can appreciate what she's saying there. You know, if she's not up to her up to par, if she's not in her at her best, do, on her best game, you know. But again, do you see where there's so much pressure? Like, look at that pressure she's put upon herself. If I'm one of her teammates, you know, I I, I don't know that I'm thinking. Well, if Simone screws it up, then we're all screwed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I think she's imparting that on them. Like, I don't know that those girls do they think that way. And I wonder if one of her teammates maybe said, "Hold up, like I get that you're you're the face on the Wheaties box." But there's just as much pressure on all of us, and I can handle it just fine. I did. I do think about maybe the alternates or the first alternate who didn't get to travel to Tokyo, uh, who maybe had a lifelong dream of doing it. And that's and and again, there's no way of no. You know, Simone you had no predict, way of yeah. knowing. I I know, but but you can't help but at least 
think about that. I don't know. I go back because I see both sides. Yeah, me, of course her mental health is important. It's it's mental health. We're all we're we're all kind of finally realizing how important mental health is. Look, and I appreciate but, that as a person who has struggled with my mental health and anxiety and sometimes debilitating anxiety. You didn't we didn't know each other during that period of my life. Mm-mm. I had a, a real years long struggle with debilitating anxiety. I mean, like it overtook me and I've learned how to cope. I've, I have medications I can take if I need it. I mean, there are things I've learned through the years of how to handle it, but people would look at me on the outside and think everything was fine mm-hmm. when there's a whole thing going on in my brain. So it is a real thing. I'm glad the discussion is happening. I never want to think for yeah. a minute that people are using it as a crutch for something. But I'd like to challenge the world to, I'd like to challenge people who don't understand mental illness to try to understand a little more. But then those of you who do understand it and you're dealing with somebody who's maybe being a jerk, they're being a jerk because they don't know any better. Maybe take your own advice and show some kindness. And instead of yelling at them and calling them an a-hole and a bigot and a redneck or all that stuff to just say, well, I I think the reason you're saying that is because you don't know the whole story. Right. Here's my story. We're all these keyboard warriors on the internet right now. And (laughs) Going back to it on, on the other side of it, the the side of the, the people who are saying a quitter. Like I, I, I'm not saying that, but I will say I, I was raised to when you start something, finish it. And I'll give you an example. Like I had no when I was in high school, I was about 125 pounds. I was this I was a very skinny kid. Mm-hmm. And my sophomore year, I decided to try out for the football team. Terrible idea. I <laughs> hell maybe looking back now, if it was this were 2021 and I was in high school, maybe maybe I would have quit. But I didn't. I stuck out the season because I made a commitment. And again, the level of pressure from my public high school football team to the Olympic stage in Tokyo, there is no comparison. I'm just I'm trying my best to understand where she's coming from. And I I, I can only do that so much. I can't. No way I could fully understand the amount of pressure on Simone Biles shoulders. No No. way. But I will. You know, now as an adult, even though I hated every second of it, there is a little part of me. That's proud that I stuck with it. I did the whole football season. Even got to play in a game at the very end of the season. Yeah. I, as the as the seventh string wide receiver. Hey, oh, that's was, okay. I was so, but I was I was proud that I stuck with it, and I am kind of concerned. I'm not concerned. Look, Simone will be fine, but I want to work. I, I hope she doesn't look back I'm and you know 10 12 years from now and and then maybe regret pulling out of these Olympics the only thing I can think again like I said the skill level I mean you've seen her perform you've seen her floor routines and things where she does she does things that have never been done before in the sport I mean how she, do you jump that high I don't know and I her mean, leg muscles are the size of my entire torso it's incredible but I have to think what it takes mentally to go out there and not only nail it, but to go out there, you've got to have the confidence yeah. because you could get hurt for number. I mean, think because I think it was something I heard yesterday. So she, this whole thing started. She was doing was it a vault routine, and she said that midway she was going to do a very advanced skill, and midway she got in her head, mm. and so she decided to change it and do something less skillful, and so. That could have been a very dangerous. I think she actually did hurt herself a little bit physically by by changing her mind midway. It's kind of like if you're going to go for it, like you got to be all in. You, you know what go. I mean? Like you can't put her out halfway through, or you're going to get hurt. So I think in my mind, when I was thinking on where is she with her mental health, I think it's probably just that again that pressure. The world has an quote expectation for her, but more so, I think it's an expectation she has for herself. And I'm sad to see it because I think, like you said, she's gonna. I think she'll look back and regret probably just saying like what would have happened if I had just gone forward. But you'll never know. It's a what if game. You can't do that to yourself either. And here's just another way to look at it because a lot of people, there are people who are upset at her because she's a role model and and there's the argument, you know, you're teaching kids to quit. I don't I don't know if I'd go that far, but I will say that there there is a lesson here that if if your child is looking up to Simone Biles, the important there, there's a two-way lesson like Let's. I, I I applaud her her bravery and her because there's a whole different level of bravery of of stepping aside and say I'm I'm not mentally prepared I can't do this. Uh, I think what that may have looked been looked upon as cowardly 20 years ago is now looked at as brave, and I think that's great. But there is another lesson on the other side of this here, and that is you have to remember Simone is able to to do that like she'll be fine. Like she can quit this and, but her life is set to where she'll be fine. She's got endorsements. She's, I think she's 
dating an NFL player to where like this won't hurt. But there there are other times in life, and I hope kids are taught this as well. Like, yes, Simone stepped away, but she was all she was able to. This won't hurt right. her financially or anything like that. There are times though where you're gonna have to tough it out, mm-hmm. and, and and that that stinks. I'm not saying that's not unfortunate, but yeah, you're right. Though there there you don't want to go too far to where. Anytime life gets hard, you just stop, even though it may affect your mental health. If, if it gets to a point, yes, you'll need to step away. But you don't want to set the precedent, too, of anytime something gets hard, step away, which is a trap we could fall. I'm not saying well, that's what Simone did. No, I'm not, I'm no. Not, I'm not, but you see what I'm saying? Like, I do see what you're saying because my son, last oh, soccer's never been his number one favorite sport. We right. put both of the kids in it, see what they do. My daughter took to it, loves it, is achieving. She's all about it. It's her life. My son <laughs> plays, and he's, I would not say it's his favorite sport. He's much more of a golfer. We would not let him quit midseason because, again, we told him you've made the commitment. Like, you absolutely have to see it through. But when it came, it was interesting because we did push him to do that, to finish out the season. And then when this season rolled around, we said, okay, it's do or die. What are we going to do here? And he went for it, and he, he wanted to try out again. So it's, do you know what I mean? It, and I do think with a little maturity now, he's getting a little older, his skill level's improving, and and sometimes all it takes is a win. He got a goal one of his last games. That's huge. And that's huge, because then that gives you the confidence, like, oh, I can do this. And that's what I think so much of sports is, is confidence. Something else Simone said. So she says, quote, these Olympic Games, I wanted it to be about myself. And I came in and felt like I was doing it for other people, and that hurts my heart that doing what I love has been taken away from me to please other people. Now, hold on before you roll your eyes. People-pleasing is a huge part, or was for me, of anxiety. I just did what I did. I was overextending myself in mm-hmm. life because I felt like I had to say yes to everything. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I mean, people-pleasing is real. And I, when you can kind of overcome that, even just a little bit, and I'm still, I'm not all the way there, but right. I've come so far with that, and just... Be able to say no, not have to give a lengthy explanation as to why. Just simply no. Like when you make returns to Target, Jenny, there's no lengthy explanation. I necessary. told you I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I've, I've got lots of work to do, but right. but I have gotten so much better at it, and it it is good. Now I don't want to think that she was just perform, you know, going to compete in the Olympics because it was going to please America. Or or whatever it is, you know, I I have to think, but I get what she's saying there. Like she wants it to be something that she wants to achieve for herself or do for herself and to do it just because other people want you to or expect you to again with expectations that can eat at a person's mental health. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I will call myself out. I did roll my eyes at the start of that sentence and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. And I'm going to say, I just had a little learning moment right there. The reason I rolled my eyes at that is because I have to admit, I don't understand people-pleasing because it's never been an issue for me. Yeah. So, 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 and that was a little ignorant on my part because I didn't know. And oh, then when you, you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, and so, but then you explained it to me and I'm like, uh-oh, you know, right? Hey, you just made me a little bit better of a person because I just learned a little something right there. And I appreciate that. I applaud you for not being a people pleaser and for not having that's never been an issue for you. It is wonderful. (laughs) No, it is wonderful because the truth is we care so much about what other people think. And at the end of the day, is anybody else losing any sleep over, again, over gymnastics? But again, if Simone Biles didn't bring home the gold, it would eat her up and she would feel like she disappointed the world. I would go about my life. I'd be like, oh, dang, that stings for the U.S. That would be the end of my thought with it. I would have no more thoughts about it. You know, I'm not sitting there going, well, that's Simone. Yeah, she ruined it for America. Yeah. I'm going to read you this uh, this wonderful social media post, which helped me because when I first heard the story, she pulled out because of mental illness. Kind of kind of the same thing. I admit, when I first heard it, my initial reaction was a bit of an eye roll. And I'm ashamed to admit that now. But then as, I, as I've kind of read and I've heard other examples, it's helped me to understand to where I am, I am much more sympathetic to it. And, and I hope as I'm... As I just said that sentence, I hope if you're listening to me and you're like just totally mad at me right now because I rolled my eyes. Hey, I had to learn. We all have to learn. We all are, are not perfect. And no better, do better. That's like, what I tell my kids every day. So this person made this, but it's, it's a little lengthy, but it's a podcast. Who cares? Um, after the Simone Biles news, one person decided to show their kid. They were they were upset at Simone for pulling out because of mental health issues. So they're like, this person said, let me, sh-, they, they showed their daughter, like, let me show you a real Olympian. Do you remember Carrie Strug? Yeah, sure do. The one who, she did the vault with the, with the ankle all messed up or whatever. Yes. So what this person did was they showed their daughter the one leg vault. 
A defining Olympic moment. I mean, hey, I was certainly proud or proud as an American to watch that. That was awesome, right? But for some reason, uh, they said, I wasn't as inspired watching it this time. And in fact, uh, their daughter said, uh, she's like, she's the coach is yelling, you know, to carry Strug, you can do it, you can do it. But they said as their daughters were watching it, quote, my daughters didn't cheer when Strug landed her second vault. Instead, they frowned in concern as she collapsed in agony. The daughters innocently asked, why did she jump again if she was hurt? Which, when asked from the innocence of a child's eyes, is like an amazing question. Yep. She said, why did she jump again if she was hurt? I made some reply. This, the parent said, I made some reply about the heart of a champion or Olympic spirit. But in the back of my mind, I was finished. And then the kids just said... Well, she shouldn't have jumped again. The more I thought echoed, the stronger my realization came. The coach should have. The coach's number one responsibility is the safety of his athletes. or His or her athletes, excuse me. Uh, that coach should have gotten uh, the, his visibly injured athlete medical help immediately. And this person says, now that I have two young daughters in gymnastic, I expect their safety to be the coach's number one priority. Instead, that carries drugs coach told her to vault again and he got what he wanted a gold medal that was more important to him than his athletes help and when i read that story and i i thought about it because yeah i remember that carrie strug olympic vault and i'm just we i think we all were like usa carrie strug's my hero but now we're looking at it now we're all a little educated more about mental health and physical health and how important that really is and if we as i look back on that now knowing what i know now being more grown and mature i'm like yeah it was (laughs) Kind of, well, we're on the podcast. That's kind of a dick move making her run again. It really yeah, was. You know, it's funny until we are having this conversation right now and you said that. I never even thought about it that way. And it's so true. And you're right. For what? Okay, got the gold. Well, then meanwhile, she struggles to walk for the rest of her life. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was that dramatic, but well, she was she was hurt. So as he was rolling through that a little bit further down here, because I'm not going to read this whole post to you, but a little bit further down, he said that he, he typed out some of the audio that you could hear between Carrie Strug and the coach. Carrie said... I can't feel my leg. Oh my God. Coach said, we got to go one more time. Come on, shake it out. Carrie asked, do I have to do this again? Oh. The coach said, can you? Can you? And Carrie Strug said, I don't know yet. Struggled and said, I, I, I'll, I'll do it. I, I will. I, I will. And, and did it again, but like, and again, at the time, you're you're so inspired by it, but now you're talking about it in 2021. What the hell was that coach thinking? At the same time, there's a fine line with that because you also don't want, you know, oh, I like when, you know, I'm sorry, but like when my kids as toddlers, you know, they fall. Well, I don't want to get back up and do it again. Well, if you're not dying, you know what I mean? Like you make sure they're not dying and then, but you right. want to encourage them to keep going in some ways. It's just a fine line. I don't know how severe, I don't know anything about her actual injury there, but yeah, Carrie Struggs. Yeah. But it, that's, that's what these coaches are for. They're supposed to, you know, assess and know, and I'm sure there was a medical team there that could have assessed and know, like, this is really not a smart move for her to do this again. Yeah. She could have gotten even more hurt. Got a friend of mine who, who shared the article and in his comment was great change of perspective we often get caught mm-hmm. up in the passion for the win but we also forget about the person that's so true so like if, if you can okay so i if we were trying to define this fine line the best we can if you can keep going keep going because i think you will be proud of yourself when you accomplish something that's different if you can overcome this mental hurdle it's kind of like when you would wake up for school and you maybe weren't feeling 100%, but you know, if you get up or even work, you know, but you get up, you have a glass of water, you move around a little bit, shake it out a little bit. And you realize like, okay, I could take a little cold medicine and go about my day or whatever. It's kind of that just, but know yourself. And she should, honestly, she was a professional gymnast, she knew herself, knew her limits. I don't know. I don't know, but she went for it. But and you wonder if she regrets that choice. Now I'd like to hear from her. A week from now, yeah, when she go, hey, maybe she's just tired of sleeping on those cardboard beds over there in Tokyo. That, Probably so. The living situation over there and no crowd, like, I and I wonder if maybe she would be a little more motivated, a little more confident with the crowd there cheering her on. Hey, like, that has something to do with it. Oh my gosh, one time my <clears throat> husband was running a half marathon. He trained for it for weeks. Mm-hmm. The day came to do it. I was like, I'll do it with you. I had not trained at all. It's a terrible ran, idea. Like, I ran nine miles in a row. And I, of course, I walked in, in a row. In a row. <laughs> I, walked, I walked the last chunk of it. Because once I stunts, I started walking. I, could, I couldn't I could run again. Yeah. I literally was thought I was going to die. Yep. Why did I go off on that tangent? Um, 
But that I thought, but I, it was something I didn't think of. What in the world did you just say that made me led to that story? I just thought of that story. If you can do it, if you think you can still do it, do it. But if, if, if it's really going to affect your health, don't do it anymore. I don't I know. had a gigantic Boy, brain the podcast fat. is real it's here. Prob- <laughs> it's probably because I'm intermittent fasting and I'm so hungry right now. I can't even think straight. I brought that up for a reason. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway. Hey, but you know, but at, at the end of the day, there, there are people on the internet saying, well, I, uh, you know, quitter. Disgrace to the country. You can get the hell out of here. That's that's nonsense, man. Simone is still the greatest uh, gymnast to ever do it. Uh, I'm certainly proud that she represents America. I hope she's better. And I and I think after I think she has said. My wife told me this. I can't. I trust my wife as my source, mm-hmm. but she—I I believe Simone's kind of done with gymnastics after this. She's just going to move on to the next aspect of, of her life. Yeah, I appreciate that too. At yeah. some point, whatever she does, but I hope she does all. I'm, I'm sure she'll do great. By the way, shout out to Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Have you heard? He's doing commentary this Olympics. I've been watching. He has done a great. So these Olympic sports are nuts, right? These aren't sports that we that we watch all the time. Michael obviously focused on swimming. He has a way of describing. The nuts and bolts of swimming, the strategies, the this, the the things that you wouldn't even know Mm -hmm. are happening. But there's no other way to put it. Dumbing them down for the average person to watch. That is so hard to do. And Michael Phelps is a freaking master at it. Yeah, I would completely agree. I've enjoyed his commentary. I'll tell you what we've been watching with the Olympics is the skateboarding. Did you watch any of that? I, I haven't watched a ton of Olympics oh, at all, watched, period. Like, I, you know, I do. I don't enjoy all of it, but I enjoy watching some things. And I did. I have been watching the skateboarding. My son loves to skateboard, so he's been watching with me a little right. bit. But I'll tell you what. Talk about impressive. I mean, these kids are all, they're so young. Uh-huh. They're like this 13-year-old one, like doing these incredible tricks. Which I just, again, like how do you even have the confidence to ever <laughs> try some of these things? Like when was the first time that you're like, okay, I'm just going right. to go for it? You know what does have me hooked right now? Uh, we just caught it the last couple of nights. Synchronized diving. Oh, that's so cool to watch. These <laughs> two people whose brains are in sync to where they're, they're jumping with the exact same amount of strength and they're flipping at the exact same speed and landing at the same depth of the water. Dude, that <laughs> blows my mind. These British dudes came on and just nailed it. You and I, hey, we think we share our brains sometimes. <laughs> Maybe we should try synchronized diving, see how that goes for us. <laughs> uh, you know what? It'd be a great video for Instagram and TikTok, I'll tell you that. Uh, um, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, okay, so and, and another, there's an issue in the Olympics right now, you know, it's like some of the, I think it's the German athletes are, uh, they're wearing like, Whole whole outfits instead of the coochie cutters, I call them. Nope. And, and I have no problem with that. Like, if, if you're not comfortable wearing that, then then I don't think you should, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, if we're gonna do that for, at, if they want to do that, can we get the men to not wear such little speedos, man? That is uncomfortable to watch. Those you, boys are wearing next to nothing. I know you want to call this podcast Simone Biles, but I really think coochie cutter could actually <laughs> be the new title. <laughs> I cannot even with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's fun to watch. I'm, you know, wrapping up the Simone conversation. I just, I, I wish the best for her. I certainly hope. You know, I compare her a lot to um, a Britney Spears or or anybody that has come up as a as a child star and that's become your identity. And just there is so much pressure on singers and actors. She, she and, reminds you know who she reminds me of uh, in the sports world. She's kind of like a Tiger Woods situation. Tiger was coached up on golf literally since he was two years old. He was a superstar by the time he was sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, and as that pressure builds up, and everyone wants your picture, and everyone wants the interview, that's a uh, it's it's a it's a wild amount of pressure that we could never even pretend to fathom. No, and you also, I think, are a little naive to think that these chi- again child actors or singers mm-hmm. or athletes, whatever, are not going to have some mental repercussions because of all yeah. that pressure. It's just not. That's not normal. Simone, if she wanted to, I'm convinced would uh, like once the, a month after the Olympics are over and no one cares about them anymore, she'd go to a random gym wherever she's from, and she could knock out this perfect floor routine where she jumps 25 feet in the air. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's just it's mental. Yeah, it's it's, it's all man. I just hey, I'm proud of her as as a uh, as an American. I think she's represented the country great. Uh, I go back and forth on her quitting, but at the end of the day, it, my opinion doesn't matter. It's up to her, and if this is what's best for her, then 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 good for her. I, I, I hope she's happy with it. And, I, and I, hope, I do hope she doesn't regret it. I really hope 12 years from now she says, you know what, I made the right call. And if she, and if she does, then she did. Mm-hmm. I'd like um, to hear from Carrie Strug after all this. I don't know if she's spoken over the years about that whole situation, but I would. that's somebody would, right now I'd like to hear from. This would what, be the time. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing that's hot news is Simone Biles is obviously, everybody's talking about that, but um, guess, what's, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quentin's back. Tell the city. Kansas City has reinstated oh. its mask mandate. And can we just go? <sighs> Here's why I'm mad about it. I'm mad because I did everything right. Yep. I did everything I was told to do. I was, and I understand people are hes- people who are hesitant. You were hesitant to get the vaccine. I really never oh was. God. I cried the day I got it. You did. You did. I think you were happy with your decision once the deed was done. 100%. Um, I was excited to get it. Just And my honest to God thought was, okay, I'm probably going to need one to get into a concert. So shoot me up. Like I've, I've never had an issue with vaccines. I, I understand the reasoning why people do. Um, and if I'm being honest, I guess I'm, 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 I wish everyone would get it. I, I'm annoyed a little bit sometimes for the people who don't get it. But I also understand that's your right to not get it. And I would never like want to force you like say you have you will you have to like, no, 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 no. no. I believe in your rights. We can disagree, but I believe in your right to not get vaccinated. It may frustrate me, but I but that's your it's your right to not do that if you don't want to. We feel the same on that. We share the exact same opinion on pretty much all of this. But Mm -hmm. because here's the thing, if I'm. If you got vaccinated and that's your choice. Now, right. if I'm over here and I don't want to get vaccinated and I'm 100% on that, I'm not going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when things start spreading and getting out of control again, I don't expect you, the vaccinated one, to stay home. I would expect me, the unvaccinated one, to wear my mask, to stay home if I felt like I really needed to, to protect myself in any way other than the ma- or the vaccine that I could. You know what I mean? That's where I feel like now... Here we did all the right things, hesitantly, I would say, yep. and now we're being, quote, punished for it. Now, some people will say, it's just a mask. Like, stop complaining. It's not that big of a deal to throw it on. And you know what? That's a, that's a somewhat fair point. It's not really that big of a deal. But the fact is, I don't want my kids growing up in a world where everybody's wearing a mask. I don't. I think it's weird. It's not natural. Don't tell me it's natural. It's, it's not. not. It's abnormal and it's weird, okay? And quite frankly, I like to be able to breathe freely. I mean, I don't, I, I know even without COVID that when I go out there in the world as an unmasked person, you're always risking getting something. You risk getting a sniffle or getting a stomach bug or whatever it is, but that's not a risk that you let take away your life. You don't not live life because I could catch something. Yeah. I don't want to go to, and I don't want to minimize COVID either. I want to make sure I'm not minimizing. I know it's killing people. I get it. No, you're, you're, you're not. But at the end of the day, even that situation, we had a real frank discussion with a coworker of ours only a couple hours ago. And at this point, everyone knows the re- you've done your own research or you've come to believe whatever you choose to believe. The, the unvaccinated, they know the risks. They, they, they think it's more of a risk to get the vaccine. That's how they feel. They feel safer without it. That's great. I, I did because I wanted to. What I thought was the right thing. I got vaccinated, and, the, and I'm not going to. The main reason my motivator was so I don't have to wear that stupid mask anymore. I'm Same. tired. I'm tired of that stupid thing. Same. And now I'm being told, okay, so you, you you did get a vaccine? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, listen, we're still going to need you to wear a mask because you'll still you you you'll still get it, but you will be then you might spread it to somebody unvaccinated. I don't know how to say this without sounding selfish. That's not my problem. Like that, that's a choice. I hear that, you. Because that, that's a choice that they made. Yes. You made that choice to not get vaccinated. So you assume that risk. And, and, and if I accidentally, certainly we're not transmitting it on purpose, but if I do obtain the variant and my immune system fights it off with the vaccine, I pass it on to you unknowingly. You didn't get vaccinated. You're in the hospital. That's on you. I don't know what to t- then you. So here's a couple things. So my girlfriend, Nikki, and her family came up to visit us over 4th of July when she got here, she said, hey, I just want to let you know, my son, he's a preteen, that he started with a little bit of a cold the other day. I did take him to the doctor. He did get COVID tested because we certainly didn't want to travel if he had COVID. Right. And she said it was negative. So here we are. But I just wanted to let you know that he's got a little thing. I'm like, cool. That's fine. No kind problem. of her to let you know. Kind of her to let me know. And I'm thinking I'm vaccinated. My husband's vaccinated. The kids aren't. Kids generally aren't getting it or well, they're not getting it terribly. So I don't I think your kids super- are old enough legally yet. They're, no, they're not. Okay. I, yes, I should say that. Yes, some some are in the age range, but my kids are not old enough to get it yet. Anyway, so sure enough, they come and my kids end up getting a sniffle. And they got a little, no, no big deal, but they got like a little a little nasal something. Yeah, and while sniffles they were here. aren't a COVID symptom, by the way. 
Well, with the variant, okay, so I learned a little something. Oh, is it with so the variant? So with the variant, that is the main symptom. Is it's more, anyway, let me fast forward a little bit. Sorry. So a couple days after they're here, I end up getting a total, what I would equate to a very bad sinus infection, um, sore throat, drainage, just Ugh. body aches. We've all had that in our life, Drain. right? What a terrible word, drainage. drainage. I know, Ugh. it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst, actually. But anyway, so I end up getting this, and- I take cold medicine. I just assume it's a cold because her son had the cold. It wasn't COVID. So I don't get COVID tested because he was COVID tested and it wasn't COVID. So I'm not, I've not technically been exposed to somebody with COVID. Whatever. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I end up getting an antibiotic because I think at that point, I, a little bit down the road after after it lingered for long enough. Oh, it was weeks for it you. Was it was a insane. couple weeks. Yes, I ended up getting an Get antibiotic. Some dang medicine, girl. <laughs> so I got just to see. And you know what? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. But it did. It took me a couple weeks to get over it. Long story short is I have some doctor friends who are convinced that I probably did have the Delta variant. And because that is all the symptoms of the variant, it is a very, very bad head cold. Sinus infection. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that said, if I was vaccinated and if if what I got was the lesser version of it because I am vaccinated, I will tell you, I would be terrified to know what the real version would Whew. feel like because I was pretty sick. OK. That said, again, we traveled, you know, after I got better, we we traveled, mm-hmm. you know, not wearing masks, living my life, taking that personal risk, knowing, well, I got I met, I am vaccinated and I just got sick with something anyway. I mean, there's just so much about it. It's this thing is going to keep mutating and keep spreading. This variant is very contagious. And if that is what we had, I will say whatever we had did spread quickly throughout our house. My daughter just this week, um, you know, I took her to get COVID tested because she had a high fever. More so the body aches, not really the head cold symptoms, whatever. COVID negative, strep negative. She's got a summer virus. Talking to the doctor at her appointment, the doctor said, well, here's the thing. Everybody was masked up last year. You know it. I told you a million times. Nobody in my house had even a sniffle last year. Right. So I do think masks work in that way. But at the same time, I don't think that's so great for our immune system. This is my opinion. If you're a doctor listening and you could be like, Jenny, that is all wrong, wrong way of thinking. I'm just telling you, this is my opinion. This is not medically backed. No. This, is, this is Jenny's opinion and, and, and we all have a right to one. And here's why I feel that way. Because no, we didn't have even a sniffle last year. And I'm going to tell you as a mom, it was fantastic. Like we was <laughs> wonderful. We were all healthy. It was fantastic. But I'll tell you, this year has been kind of brutal. Everybody in my house has had a little something here and there. We've had several bouts of things go through our house. And I and the nurse yesterday talking, you know, at the doctor's office said, "It's it's because our immune systems. There's so much now. There's so much going on." She says they're seeing a ton of RSV. I don't know if you really know much about that. It's oh, a respiratory virus. Sounds like an kids. Acura SUV to me. It totally does. It might be. Yeah. Um, but it's that is usually. She said that is usually something in the winter. You'll see lots of at the pediatrician's office. She's like, it's July. She's like, this is crazy. We're seeing so much of these things. Because we because yeah. everybody was over. Overprotected. Overprotected, yeah. There's an argument going around about the vaccine, and this is mainly the, the, the extremists one way or the other on social media. Again, I shouldn't have been on social media yesterday. Yeah. But there's this argument going around, like people who are, who are unvaccinated, and, and this argument I can confidently tell you is wrong. They're like, they're like, they're like post this little cartoon or whatever, and it's this guy getting the shot, and, and he's like, here's your COVID vaccine. And the guy in the cartoon is like, okay, great, so I won't get it now, right? And they're like, well, no, you'll still you'll still contract the, the virus. And they're like, well, and then their, their, their whole thing is like, well, then what's the point? And the, the point is, it won't put you in the hospital when you get it. Right. Let's equate it to sports. There's a little sports analogies. That's what I do best. Some point within the next month, you are going to get hit in the face with a baseball. OK, there's no denying it. Baseballs are flying all around America out of control. There's nothing you can do. At some point in the next month, you are going to get hit in the head with a baseball. Now, it's your choice. You can either take this precaution, and when you get hit in the head with this baseball, you will get hit in the head with the baseball going one mile per hour. Or you can choose not to get this vaccination, and the baseball will hit you in the head at 100 miles per hour. Um, One of them is a lot more likely going to put you in a hospital and potentially threaten your life. Whereas if you were to receive this shot, uh, it'll, you know, you might have a, a light bruise, but you'll not, you don't have to go to hospital. You'll be, you'll be fine in a week. I immediately started thinking of motorcycles for some reason. You know, there's not the helmet law in some states, but, and I know that's a big thing, but there are some bikers that absolutely don't want to wear a helmet and they know, they know if I fall off this bike, there's a really good chance I'm probably not going to make it, but they, that is a personal 
choice. It's, it's, it's your choice, but at least get the facts where people are like, well, what's the point of the vaccine? Well, the point well, is the it's going <laughs> to it's, it's keep you healthy. You're not going to be in a hospital. You're just going to get you're going to get a, a head cold instead of uh, potentially ending up in ICU because of these serious conditions. Yeah. And but there again, too, if you're a person that's just totally anti-vaccination, I also like I, I understand your right to, to choose to be that way. But then I think at some point what we're going to have to do is then we're going to have we're going to have no choice but to look at this pandemic like a flu and offer that vaccine, offer that flu shot. You know, but if the people that don't want it aren't going to get it, life has to go forward. You cannot we, because here's the thing now. So Kansas City is going to have to wear masks in, in indoor spaces. That's all fine and good. Thank you, Mayor. Let's protect our little corner of the woods. Here's a newsflash. I was just down in Florida and that's a major hot spot right now. I'm going to tell you right now. You wouldn't think COVID was even a word down there. It's a free-for-all. So as long as parts of the country are not mandating and are not doing the same thing, you're. It, it's not, you might, like, you're pre- preventing the inevitable, I feel like. Is mm-hmm. that maybe the way to say it? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to spread. Maybe we're slowing it a little bit. But as, I'm telling you, in talking to my doctor friends, unless everybody gets vaccinated or a lot, a lot, a like lot of people get it. Yeah. Get vaccinated. I believe right now, I believe America, like 57% are vaccinated, something like that. We're just going to be in this cycle. This is what we're going to. And then at that point, okay, if this is the cycle, then this is, we're going to have to look at it a different way. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I refuse to stick to this cycle of, mm-hmm. all right, six months on, six months off with no. our masks. Although we did say we did say at one point earlier in a podcast we like the masks in wintertime when we're walking in because it keeps the face warm. Look, or, you know, and, and like this is where I'm also conflicted as a mom because I mean our school hasn't made a decision yet about masks. I know some school districts have made that right. already that you're going to have to wear it. Um, <laughs> it's twofold because again I liked everybody being healthy last year, but at the same time it's I don't think that's normal for kids especially to be in a classroom like that and god forbid if we go back to the it's not online for- schooling that's we can't be doing this these kids are gonna be stupid <laughs> i'm just gonna call it like it is you, you, well, you say it's not normal for kids it's not normal for adults either we just no. have a better way of you know we're a little more, obviously you grow up you get mentally you're a little more mature well most of us anyway mm. um you know you brought up florida and i thought that was an excellent point but it also made me think uh, i'm not trying to one-up here but i think it's a better point when you get even closer to home you know the hottest bed in america right now is springfield missouri yeah Three hours south of us. And you know how many people do that commute all the time from Springfield up to Kansas City? Everybody. I mean, there are so many people going up and down I-49 that the Kansas City to Springfield drive is nothing. People do it all the time. And that's one of the biggest hotbeds in the country is Green County, which is Springfield, Missouri. So it's like here in – exactly, like the mayor. I actually – I think the mayor is, is is doing his best. to do, He just wants to do the right thing. He wants everybody to live. And that's noble. Like, I, like okay, I think your heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. but like, like – but the reality is, unless you're going to impose a travel ban, which right. they're not. Within the state? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're, again, I think you're just postponing the inevitable. Because look what happened. We thought we were at a place where we could open things up and start mingling again with all the traveling and all the concerts and all the things. That's another thing, concerts. We're going to a concert with masks on? Because that's hey, basically what they're saying. We're Yeah, we, I mean, we're scheduled our first concert here, our next one, August 6th, Lady A at... Uh, the outdoor Azura Amphitheater, which is a huge deal. I think the outdoor part might save us on that one. But, but I mean, think we've about got... the T-Mobile Center, the first big show there. We're all, you, so you, and you're telling me, okay, so that's going to be the mandate. Like you're going to have to wear it inside. Are you also telling me there's going to be a security guard at the end of each row, pointing people out and making them leave the building? You're not going to be able to control that. Come on. Yeah, and this whole remember towards the end of the first mass mandate they got real strict like unless you're actively eating or drinking like so well, you, you'd be actively you, drinking the whole time <laughs> you you want me to go to a restaurant and literally pull my mask down every time I take a bite and then pull it up while I chew and swallow yes, and then pull what, my mask yes bullshit I hell no that's not happening you. I agree with you and, and this doesn't come up from a place I trust me I'm not one of these like hardcore people like I'm not anti-mask or anti-vax I'm like I'm not any of that I'm trying to do my best to navigate my way through like this entire thing. So just know this comes from a very neutral place of trying to feel no, my it, way through it. Comes it comes from a pro. Can we can we just get past this stupid dumb virus? And, and this is how we're going to do it. Again, if if everyone could just know that if I indeed had the variant and that's what it was and that's how it affected people, I'm going to equate it to not quite a flu, but not quite a cold. It was somewhere in the middle. Bottom line is I went about my life the best I could and took some cold medicine and I did get better and it took probably a little longer than a normal cold, but I didn't feel like death was upon me with it. Do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. did, I didn't. I just, I didn't. And I don't. That's because you got vaccinated. 
But that I honestly wonder if that is why. And so then I think, okay, can we just, <laughs> if you're on the fence about it, can you try to like swing <laughs> to the side? <laughs> and just get, only because I just, I don't want to live in this cycle. Nobody does. It's, it's, it's a bad cycle. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, the way I, when I was very on the fence about the vaccine, because I was terrified. By the way, my mom, very on the fence, terrified of getting it, was very anti. I was going to say, she, your mom wasn't on the fence. She was, I oh, ain't doing I mean, it. She was, yeah, I should she say she was on the fence. She was very, no. Then she was on the fence for a little time, and she ended up, she got her first shot. She's waiting to get her second one. And yeah. I said, Mom, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect to feel the relief that I felt. My anxiety was a lot lower um, you know, and I'll tell you why, I, and that all that got stirred up yesterday when my daughter, when I wasn't sure if she had COVID or not, and she's got a fever and symptoms and whatever. And it reminded me of like, just that panic, just that fear that I was constantly walking around and I was really fearful for my daughter because she's not vaccinated. She can't be yet. Right. Doctor friends of mine explained it to me is that it's not what you're putting in your body. You're not injecting some poison into your body. It's the way it's manipulating your cells so that you, the way you, your body responds if your cells get attacked by the virus. Mm-hmm. When they put it in that perspective for me, it it made me feel better. Cause I'm not, I don't even like to take medicine. I don't like to take Tylenol. You know, I don't like to take anything. Right. But, but when I know I'm not putting something poisonous necessarily into my body, it's the way your body is going to react to something. It made more sense. So do some research on it. If you are on the fence, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like I'm a pro vaxxer either. I don't want to go that route. I want to, be- I don't know. At this point, I think Ugh. I am just cause I'm trying to get rid of the damn I know, thing. I'm I'm ready for that 80% herd immunity. If it gets rid of it, like, come. But again, and, and I can say, I'm I, look, I, I'd, I'd like everyone to get it. I really would. But going back to what we said earlier, I, I certainly respect your right. I disagree. But if, if you, you're exercising your right to not get it, I, I can't argue with that. And I won't try to. Right. Um, gosh, I had something else in my head, too. And I, I've, I've remembered it twice and then forgot it I twice. I just really think... In the beginning, when I was very, you do you, you do what makes you happy. When I was very that mentality, I think it was because too, um, you know, I was still in that m- mindset of fear of like, I don't, we don't, we don't know what this long-term statistics are with this. Or oh, we, we don't. Got it. Go, what That's is what you it? just reminded me about. Is people, What's funny is your brain fart yeah. came back and mine died. I well, like brain the, fart. The, yeah, because that's another argument that, that people who haven't gotten it will say, they'll say, you know, we don't know the long-term effects Hey, that's great. I respect that. That's a perfectly legitimate, wonderful thing to say. Now, I hope that then you wouldn't put into your body things that you know do have bad long-term effects. You know, things like sugar, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, because you care about your body. That's that's your argument. Right. So so make sure you're not putting that in, because you do know the long-term effects of those. So I... I just assume that you're not putting any of that in your body as well, right? I feel, I feel that. I'm yeah, sorry. And, that, and that, again, see, now, me, I'm not helping the problem there because I got a little snippy there and I got a little smart-alecky. And, and I shouldn't have done that. I apologize, but... It's hard maybe, not to, though. But maybe look at it that way. Because, Mike, like we said at the beginning, I feel like I'm now being punished again, but I did all the right things. Like, mm-hmm. now I, I did get the vaccination. Like, I'm playing your game. It, it might be a game. I don't know, but I'm playing it. I'm in. And 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 the, the requirement was when we all, when, when the world opened back up a little bit, it was, hey, if you choose not to get the vaccine, no problem, but keep your mask on. And then there were those people who said, oh, so now you're making us wear special clothing if we're not you know who else did that the nazis to the jews well (laughs) the nazis were terrible people this is just so you don't get people sick there there is a very big difference and if you're making that comparison i think you need to open your mind up a little bit that's a ridiculous comparison if you think logically about it i don't even know what else to say i'm gonna tick some people off with this podcast today i think but i'm just i'm I'm where i'm at i I want this stuff to be done and i'm done with it i'm so done with it i'm tired of hearing about it i'm tired of it i'm just sick of worrying about it hey do you think we should say at this point that the express the opinions expressed on this podcast are the expressed written you and me this is not this is not q104's opinion this is not steel city media's opinion this is our opinion Yep. We're entitled to it. If you agree, great. If you disagree, you want to yell at us on Facebook, hey, that's fine, too. Happy to have a discussion. I just, look, I've wavered. I don't know. I feel like the people I talk to, it's a lot of people. I've wavered during this whole thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I started out one way, and I've kind of, it's a roller coaster of emotions and ideas, and we share them as they come to us. So if you listen back to previous podcasts, we might say something (laughs) completely different. You especially. Like I said, I've never been scared of the shot. You were very skeptical of the shot. And I think now you're very happy that you did get it. Uh, You mentioned that your mom got it. My dad, who's uh, 63 and he lives in Pensacola, Florida, just got his first one finally. 
and I was surprised that he took that long to get his. But I'm, but I'm, I will say as his son, and he's he doesn't have any health issues or anything like that. But I did feel a sense of relief when he told me he got his first one. He's getting this. He got the Dolly one too. He got the Moderna, the Dolly Parton. One, I oh, okay, right. Yeah. My mom got the Pfizer. This is one I got. But I'm happy yeah. she got at least the first shot. You know, she's she's getting there. Hey, I feel like Pfizer's the best one. It's supposed to be. I got the one and done, the Johnson and Johnson, which I like because I was very braggy about the one and done. But then that one's got all these different side effects that I'm hearing people talk about. And I'm like, oh gosh. And here's the they say my the mine one, the Johnson and Johnson one is like effective for eight months so for me that would that would expire thanksgiving do i need to go get another one that's another question i have like what is going to be the deal with that you know i think it i do think somewhere down the road it's going to end up being like a flu situation where then there's the annual flu shot and and hopefully it becomes just they pick the right strain and and maybe they can like like hopefully you don't have to get like a flu shot and a covid shot maybe you just get like this flovid (laughs) the flovid shot shot. (laughs) yeah the corona flu you know (laughs) right whatever you want to call it um, I need you know, a Corona our, after this. I'm exhausted, mentally exhausted. For our for the first, you know, this is our first podcast in two weeks, and uh, we, we told you at the beginning. He said, you know, you, we, we usually got a lot of silly stuff to talk about. This one was going to be a little more heavy hearted. Uh, we appreciate having the opportunity to 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 release this this outlet on this platform, and uh, we, we, I tell you, we'll promise you this: if you listen all the way through the, through this, God bless you. Uh, next week's will be very lighthearted. lighthearted. We'll, we'll, we'll probably like do dad our jokes best the whole time. Yeah, dad jokes. We'll do like our favorite <laughs> fart sound effects. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, let's see what else can we do? Uh, like like best cotton. We'll rank best cotton candy flavors. Like as as vanilla of a podcast as you can imagine. But I do like I I, I, I even if maybe you don't whether you do or you don't agree with everything we've said. Um, I know that we like and we hope you enjoy getting to see and hear. This other side of us that maybe you don't get to hear on the radio because at the end we're just like you were real people. We go home to our families, we pay our bills, you know. We wish we made more money, you know. Ain't nothing about us special, you know. And and we appreciate that you let us entertain you in the mornings on the radio or here on the podcast. Um, But I I like being able to, to to open up a little more. Yeah, on this it's, it's almost talk. therapeutic, man. I feel like I'm in therapy right no, now. No, it's real talk. And um, I know any time I've opened up about like true feelings about whatever it is going on, that I think some people appreciate that because, you know, everybody, that's everybody. That's human, right? There's, We're all human. We're real. I'll tell you what, man. Just just wait. By by the end of the year, we'll have lots to talk about on this podcast, I feel like. I hope so. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, we appreciate you for listening. By the way, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, 816-753-4000. Say I'd like to sponsor the morning after podcast. We'd appreciate that. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews, we are... Uh, we out. We, are, we, on, we on the radio 6 to 10, Monday through Friday on Q104. And uh, I'm about to be by my pool <laughs> sipping something good. <laughs>